This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. I'm very excited about how my hair looks great. You know what else makes your hair look great, Jess? Washing it. (laughs) The um, Warrior Strong Wellness Collagen Peptides and Bone Bra. I've noticed a huge difference with just the health of my hair. I just have naturally thin hair. Collagen is so good for hair, nails, skin. Check out warriorstrongwellness.com for their collagen peptides and bone broth or their multi-collagen protein powder. If you use the Chasing Brighter code, all one word, Chasing Brighter, you can get 10% off of your purchase. Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about our May book club pick, which is Brighter by the Day, Waking Up to New Hopes and Dreams by Robin Roberts. In her memoir, the Good Morning America co-anchor shares a powerful message of positivity and optimistic thinking that has propelled her through many challenging times. Hi, Jess. How are you? Good. What did you think about this book? It oozes of positivity and positive thinking. Every day that I was reading it, it just, I felt more optimistic about things, especially it just makes me realize sometimes where it is amazing how just one's mindset can completely change one's outlook on, on life and what's going on. What'd you think? I, I think it was a bit Pollyanna-ish, um, like if you were in a really, really, really negative headspace, I think you'd throw the book against the wall, possibly. And I think you probably have to do a little bit of work before even going to this book, if that makes any sense. And um, I, this is a really stressful month for me, always has been. And I, I don't think I'm in a negative headspace. I just think I'm really, really stressed out. And um It's because for us with three kids, it's the end of year, everything it's end of year tournaments, end of year. um, There's a lot of activity, your award ceremonies. Mm -hmm. Like my schedule is definitely 6am to 9pm totally booked. Um, And so I don't, so I guess what I want to say that I think was a little bit missing in this book is we've talked a lot about the rain method over this season and it's which kind is of like, recognize mm-hmm. and then do some things with the a mm-hmm. is it like acknowledge acknowledge investigate those are good mm-hmm. look at us name it no nurture it with self nurture it recognize allow investigate and nurture and so you need to allow the experience to be there And I don't know if there was room in this book and you let me know to allow yourself those feelings. And so it was very much like mindset, mindset, mindset. But sometimes we don't want to be so positive that you're glossing over your experience and you're not allowing that experience to flow over you. So I'm not saying wallow in it. But anyways, that that was I my think, What are your thoughts on that? I think that um, it is definitely um, easy to, you know, have tell the story in a way that is like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's great. I did all these things. They're really hard, but I'm great in the end. And it's hard when you're in it. Right. So it's easy to write a book about 
that. So I appreciated though, like the book is just jam packed with anecdotes, positive sayings, cliches, all the things that you can probably fill a house with all the quotes in the book about positive things. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I love that. Yeah. That was the inspiration because, you know, Robin Roberts has had a difficult life. She has fought cancer twice. She has this other chronic disease. She's and, and she's broken through the glass ceiling being an African-American woman in the sports yeah. casting world, which was yes. really a huge uphill battle. And I don't think okay. she. Yeah. And I don't think she even talked as much as she could have about all that. I do also saw maybe she saved that for other books because she has quite a few other books now. Yeah. Um, I. She talked a lot about like her mom and how her mom played a really important role in her life and how her mom really had just such a um, a strong grounding and perspective on life. Um, and I think that's where she channeled a lot of it. But she talked about, you know, her mom tr uh, like taught her to use your mistakes to be lessons to others and how um, using your misfortunes is something others can relate to. And when I think about that, I think that's something that kind of stuck with me, right? So we make mistakes daily, um, using those as a lesson to others or things that we feel like we've done, even with our kids and parenting. Um, using your misfortunes, I, that word misfortune just, just seems so like not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> as something others can relate to, it's easy to say that when you're like the the co-anchor of Good Morning America and you have, um, you know, a tribe of people who do your hair and makeup and pretty much like soft land you all day long, protect people from coming in your door of your office and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's also a very demanding job. And I think one of the things that I liked about her story in the beginning was the fact that she used transcendental meditation to help manage stress and anxiety. And I think that that is something that you hear time and time again, especially with people in very, very demanding jobs who are incredibly successful is they use that tool of meditation to really manage stress and anxiety. Cause it's always yeah. there for all of us. I, mean, I think that goes, you know, kind of looking at our takeaways from the book and I loved the takeaways i what you can take away from this book are really key tools that i believe you and i already utilize in our life to have a positive mindset and it just reinforces that and i like when she shared her journey i mean she was very vulnerable in this book um and i know this was a tiny book this is a very short book this isn't like oh this is my entire memoir right it's like 200 and i'll look it up right now 200 if you're, yeah i nine, think it's a if you want pages want this is the list of like people who are trying if if any of you are trying to read a self-help book every once in a while this is a fantastic read it's very yeah. motivating it's yeah. very happy um it's mm -hmm. very inspirational and it's short it you could yeah. read it in a day if you but wanted if you to. need to work through some shit and need to work through some heavier stuff maybe your borderline depression this probably isn't for you but if you've begun a journey a little bit i think this reinforces you know some of that stuff and and i like how she shared her journey 
of meditation. It wasn't easy. It's not like someone said meditate and she was like, bam, bam, meditate. No, but like she's had a very purposefully and mindfully create a system in her life to provide for time for meditation. And her meditations aren't always wonderful. Like she's not leaving them every time, like life changing, but it's a habit she's created. That's one key piece in an overall, like to maintain her overall health and well-being. So one of the reasons why we chose this book was because I loved the title and it very much resonates with what we're trying to do and the work we're trying, we have done or are continue to do on our own life journey of chasing brighter. The idea of brighter by the day is just continuing to, you know, live your best life and make every day better than the one before. And so I really just loved the, um, you know, the overall purpose of the book in that way. It was part of what our mission is at Chasing Brighter, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, the title Brighter by the Day, like if you implement small steps every day can be better than the one before. Right. And, and yes. I think too, I was talking to um, my friend when she was visiting, you know, Dr. Sarah DeMorney has been on the podcast before and I was talking to her, she was visiting and just that like, I choose joy, you know, like life is hard. My marriage is not perfect. My life is not perfect. Things are hard and things are a struggle, but I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose to be joyful about it and I'm going to, to be grateful. And that's kind of like her other, our other yes. takeaway about a gratitude practice, but it's yeah. like, nothing's perfect, but I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. I agree. I mean, she, she talked about how in order for you to change the way you, in, you need to change the way you think in order to change the way you feel mm -hmm. and behavioral therapy. <laughs> it's, I know that's where it's like, it's so easy to say these things. It's different to put them into action. Um, yeah. I found myself like, you know, jumping out of bed in the morning, having read this, you know, where I'm like, Oh, I got to do this and do that. And I felt so motivated and it definitely, a lot of the, the quips in the book really just kind of wash over me and make me feel like I need to do these things more. And even from, as a parent, like she talked about how her mom said all these like super wise sayings, Jess, I don't know how you are. Oh, you did have that one time Gabby texted you something that you were like, Oh damn, I am pretty brilliant. Yeah. But like, I need to like, at least maybe write these in a little note. And then when Wes is having a hard day, I could just go back to them because when he gets into his forties, I want him to tell everybody all the things I used to say yeah. when I'm an old rickety lady. Well, and I think, well, I think <laughs> not that, and I didn't read her mother's book and I don't know about her mother and I, but I, I think her mother had no time which served as a purpose and inspiration, but I don't think her mother had time for complaining. And so I don't feel like her mother might've been a very good person for validation mm. or validating her feelings. But I, there is something to be said about a generation that's tough as nails, get things done, put your nose to the grindstone, do what you got to do, be grateful, trust in God. You know, those are all things that I think um, created Robin and helped Robin, um, you know, uh, but again, that's only, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be down on this book because I think it was a really great, I think it was a really great book, but I do think that, um, we can allow for a little bit of space to 
um, feel the feels. I didn't, I didn't get from this book, feel the feels and any of it. So I think feel the feels in addition to all of these other things. I think this is all about the narrative, right? So her narrative, even on her very difficult times was like how she stayed positive and how it helped her get through stuff and how she has this amazing group of people. And, um, it just, it does when she says, determine the vibe in your tribe. Is that what you're talking about? That is what I loved too. Um, she talked about, you know, really, um, again, I don't think she goes into great detail, but there are friendships that she's had to end because of, you know, people who were toxic. And, you know, we've talked about this on other, other books or, um, people who steal your joy. It goes back to even the social media topics we had where it's like starting to be aware of like the things that make you happy and being around people who you don't want to leave. When you walk away from a person and you're like, Oh God, I'm so glad I got out of that conversation. That's probably not somebody you want to be with and starting to figure out how to set boundaries. Well, Um, I think that's in the good life, right? Like if a relationship is energizing or depleting and if, and if a relationship is exclusively depleting, you know, you might want to set some boundaries around that or end that relationship. And so, and she says when someone only wants the best for you or if they're scorekeepers, right? And so mm-hmm. I think of that like a one-upper and it's like, are you with, are you finding yourself like competitive with the friend and not feeling joy for them? And if you can't work through that, um, he talks about that, um, Jay Shetty talks about in his book, Think Like a Monk. Like if you're struggling to find joy when a friend is successful, there's a way you can work through that. But if you can't work through that and that relationship ends up being depleting, um, you know, then maybe you need to set boundaries around that relationship. Yeah, I love that too. And it does make you aware of friends who you feel like you can be your true authentic self with and you don't feel judged or responded, whether it is like making you feel bad or making you feel uncomfortable because they they feel like they have to compete with you. Like you said, the scorekeeping, it it definitely makes me think about, you know, different friendships I have or people I know and what kind of relationships I have with them. Mm -hmm. It also, you know, the other one that I think I liked in the book that I kind of want to sit with more as a women owned business is to set big goals, but focus small. And that you have to figure out what that means in your own life. Um, she talked about, you know, even just her own career, she wanted to be a sportscaster on ESPN and what her life plan was that she was going to do this and then do that. And so she had this like clear view of how she was going to get there and it made it easier for her to achieve that. And I think sometimes with the goals, to me, that's the hardest part is the, how you get there. If it was, if I knew how to get somewhere easily, it would be easier to achieve the goal. Um, but really focusing on those small steps one at a time to work toward those goals. Yeah. What's that thing? Isn't it called smart? Smart, simple, measurable, attainable. Attainable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. R and T. Hey, let's think what we think R is. Um, uh, and T. Well, anyways, my kids are learning that and have been learning that at that school relevant for and time bound. Okay, so we need to. We didn't have that kind of education. 
So maybe we need to figure out that um, relevant and time bound. You're right. Like, how do you, it's not that you can't think about small objectives, but I think a lot of times we think big picture. And so it's like, okay, if that's where I want to be, I'm going to have to really sit and think what, what, what step here, what step here, what step here will get me to that big goal. Yeah. We we don't want to, you can, but like she's saying, like, um, you know, you might not want to just jump to that big goal. Well, I think, you know what, it goes back to, again, I know the Good Life Book Club, but I think that when they said they were interviewing a certain generation of people, I think people want to jump to that big goal. But it's like, no, you've got to really put some work in and have some small goals before you can get to that big thing. Yes. And the other part is pivoting too. Like maybe you learn that your goal evolves over time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I think we didn't talk to, I know I said gratitude, but just like she has a gratitude practice. We try to talk at our table, what we're grateful for. We're sitting around. I like to talk to the kids about, is there anything in particular you do for gratitude practice? I use my weekly planner. So I'm doing stuff on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And I think from a, on a daily gratitude, no, I really feel like that's something I need to work on more. I love how it gives us perspective she just talked about how it gives you perspective about your life. And it's so true um, to really be grateful for where you are now and what you have um, and helping that. It helps put other things in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. And you were just talking about the mistakes and misfortunes um, that she just talks about. You can use those as lessons for others. I think that's probably, I think publicly we struggle to be vulnerable publicly. And so maybe that's something that, you know, we can work on what we've learned, kind of what not to do. You know, I can do that probably for parenting, right? We can learn, okay, that was not the right way to deal with that situation but that can go forth with our work with relationships um really kind of thinking what kind of how we can flip that into a lesson exactly and not beat yourself up about it exactly um and i think it it's not that I think it's, again, a lot of this is helping to, in my ways, in some ways, I feel like it's like coping. So, um, because I can't be like, oh, I just, you know, put a scratch on my new kitchen appliance. Oh, well, let me think about how I can use that as a lesson for others. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's not like in these moments of that. So, I mean, it's different little Well, I think what about like, I guess it's also just a way of reframing it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to look back on this and have learned something and I don't need to beat myself up about making big mistakes. Side note, did you scratch a new kitchen up? No, I did not. Okay. (laughs) Knock on wood. Um, I also like that she talks about finding your fun and how, um, she remembers how much she loved tennis. Didn't she win, like go to state for like doubles in tennis in high school or something? And she went she to was a great athlete all She's, over. Like, all around. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, I used to play tennis all the time and really started getting into tennis in 2019. And so I think that it's like finding your joy, finding fun. I think for some of us, it's when we, 
when we have to be accountable for it, when you sign up for a lesson, sign up for a team, sign up to go do something that helps us become accountable and prioritize our fun. Yes. You know, um, I really would like to, I don't know. I put it in my, my legend planner uh, to take pickleball lessons. Oh, yay. Um, is that blowing up by you guys? It's kind of everywhere. Pickleball <laughs> huge by you or. It is huge, but we've been, I mean, again, Kelly's view of the world is I just like to play and hit. I don't know how to score. I did take a class once. It was pretty fun, but it's too much complexities. I love the game. And so we have the pickleball stuff and we live by a tennis court. So the kids and I play all the time and they can, they'll bring a friend because it's super approachable Mm -hmm. um, way to play. And we just play on the tennis court some people are like, they don't have the pickleball lines. And I'm like, who cares? Like, we're just hitting around. So Kelly's view of pickleball is different than, you know, other people who... would be shunned by the pickleball community. We probably just lost listeners. We might have. And I probably need to actually legitimately pick it up. I heard they're adding, because the health club I belong to is really big right now into pickleball. But I, I, you know, I dove really deep into tennis last year and it just got really intense and i just want to play around i don't want to feel like super competitive and so it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle here tennis is i don't like it's what you're saying so it's probably there too it's not something you can play around with yeah you're saying and i thought she said that in the book about it not being like fun not being competitive there was something in there. I think that, that you have to know how to play and play regularly. It's like golf in some way, too. Well, too, well, because but. I think we've talked about this before, depending on your personality type. When you were saying, Jessica, you you should join a hiking club. And I was like, well, no, because I'm too competitive for that to be fun for me. So yeah. I think it's also knowing yourself. Like you're saying, oh, I like tennis. That's fun. But like, more, you know, it's like a lifestyle so maybe that's yeah. not something you can just dip your toe in here. So I'm going to find a way to, you know, it's like, uh, and, and so it's like, I know I listened to Mark Maron's podcast WTF and he was like, I went to visit my brother and he was like, my brother's in a cult. And I was like, intrigued, what, what happened to his brother? And it was pickleball. <laughs> he was like talking about it. And I know I, Justin sent me something. There's like a lot of jokes. I think pickleball is like the new CrossFit. You know how like CrossFit was like, oh, you know, you're paleo and you're CrossFit and CrossFit's a lifestyle and it was this whole thing. Um, I think that's like the new thing for pickleball. So I don't know if it's possible for me to gently um, do it, but I would like to take, I would just like to take lessons, learn a little bit about it so I could play around. I highly before, recommend it. You know? It's really, yeah. it is really fun. It's a um, workout. I'm, I'm thinking, right? It's a fantastic be? workout. Yeah. And um, the, even just, I think going back to even tennis, what I did pick up or what I have learned is the kids can play tennis. And so that's enough for me now, like doing what you have. That's fun. I find it fun to use pickleball and tennis as a family activity right now for myself and sometimes with friends. And so that's what brings me joy. It didn't bring me joy when I was like waking up at 7am to go to a singles match because I got really into tennis and I was like, this is like not my thing. So I have, you know, it's kind of figuring out what your boundaries are, but I loved wardrobe. And can you apply that to regular daily yeah, I oh, do. Okay. Then, I do. In fact, the, the thing though was, is like, I wore this like tennis skirt to work out the other day and people were like, Oh, you got to go play tennis. I was like, no, I'm just wearing this today. Um, but I think the message there too was like, 
do things that you enjoy once in a while. Like think about things you used to have fun. I love when she talked about when she was in high school, I think it was a growing up and she played tetherball, like just silly things. It doesn't have yeah. to be like any sort of big sport, but just doing some things that truly bring you joy, put a smile on your yeah. face. Um, and they don't have to be complicated. Yeah. Just we have a lot of adult kickball leagues here, which I think would be so fun. Um, you know, looking at, I, I think as a therapist, that's what you do a lot of times with clients. It's like, well, when's, when was the last time you felt like you were functioning your best and feeling really great? And what were you doing then? Right. So that's a great question to ask yourself, right? What were the things I was doing when I was really happy? And for some of us that might unfortunately go all the way back to like childhood, but like what was happening? Did you have an easy bake oven and you loved baking? You know, did you, you know, whatever? Yeah. Yep. What did you do as a child, Kelly, that made you happy? You were sewing for a minute. I sucked at sewing. I didn't enjoy sewing. I still like I'm hot and cold on sewing. <laughs> what I used to do, we were laughing this past weekend, is I used to love to shop. I never bought much, but I could just shop all the time. I could just be at a mall and shop. I do still love fashion and I like looking at things. But I do not like trying on things. I mean, it's yeah. fine, but it just it's a lot of effort, you know, to like pick out stuff and then it fits or it doesn't fit or it's like way too expensive or it's, you know, they don't have your size or all those things. And it's a lot of like reps of that, which I don't enjoy. I do just like window shopping. I think that's fun. I love, you know, I love shop, like shopping, like, but I, but you were not down like at Cooperstown. Like I could go into like a little main street, or, like when I was visiting you in Chicago, the little street and go in all those little stores and pick up every single piece of jewelry and bracelet and earrings and peruse and look. Yeah, I have everything. like a 45 minute shelf life on. Yeah, stuff. you don't, yeah, you don't have that patience, but I think all, well, my two older kids and I could do that forever, you know, just look and look and look. And not not to buy anything. I think when I was like, when I'm like, what was the like, okay, so I think when we lived in Colorado, I think that was awesome because we could watch that park all the time, you know, yeah. we watched that playground Ride all the time. Bike. I remember it snowed and like playing in snow, and that was so awesome and riding our bikes. So I definitely got I'm back into bike riding, which you know. But also I want to say like best times of my life was when I was with Julie and like every day. I don't know if it was fifth or sixth grade for like three years. I went to her house or she went to my house every single day after school. Like we were just together all the time. And I think for me, I love being social and having like intimate friendships and just being with my, you know what I mean? Just having like one good person to hang out with and talk to and, you know, whatever it is we're talking about and being together. So I think it's like having maybe that's kind of back to like you know determine the vibe in your tribe but just like being with people who have a good vibe really fills my cup and julie and i did the dumbest things we baked we read like we did crafts we you know babysat like we just did everything together and so for me i'm a pretty social creature and an extrovert that way of like filling my cup with a good vibe i like that jess yeah I just, I think for me, what is fun is just always being on the go, honestly. You know, I mean, I think about like just exp trying new things. Like I went out to dinner by myself last week. Mm. Did I tell you that? No, but that sounds delightful. It was amazing. Bring a book. I had my phone. I did my Wordle and my Quirtle. Um, I'm so behind on Wordle and Quirtle. I feel like 
as a busy mother, I I really enjoyed being by myself and eating dinner. I could pick whatever I wanted on the menu. Not that it matters. Um, also, when you eat by yourself, it's short. It's a short time because it's not like you are got a lot to talk to somebody about or something. I don't know. I just found it to be a very peaceful, like hour, easy hour activity of like kind of self-care. Yeah, I did. Um, I know we've talked about this before. Have, have we been to Skinny Fats? Have I taken your Skinny Fats? Yes, I, we it. ordered it. We ordered it to go. Um, so when I had one pukey kid and everyone else was out on Friday, I was like, I'm going to order some skinny fats because nobody, you know, very like only Dominic and I like it. And um, they have this thing, Spuds McCurry, and it's a sweet potato with curry on it. That's just so mm, delightful. It's delicious. And I'm like, it's basically a health food because I'm eating a sweet potato. I might as well have a salad. <laughs> so so it was by myself because, uh, you know, Gio was asleep. And so I, but it was at my, it was at my house. I wasn't out in public, um, but it was just relaxing and being able to order whatever I wanted. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, I think we both love like water and like being by the water and swimming or just chilling i mean have you guys been back in the pool lately we, well we went to mom and dad's on sunday oh that's right we yeah pool heater um if you want to know a saga we have had two or three no call no shows for pool technicians so we're on our next one of someone coming on the 20th and also if this one doesn't come i'm going to school to become a politician <laughs> at this point because I'm so I'm sure you can find it on YouTube um, our heater we need we our house is like 20 years old and I'm sure more than that our house is 24 years old and our pool heater is like 22 years old we know we need a new one but no one will give us one what <laughs> will do anything so anyway we love swimming i love the pool giovanni loves swimming i swam that's what julie and i did i went to julie's club and i would put things on their family tab because julie and I, I think so i would tag along with you guys <laughs> so you're like at i'll have a coke put it on the tag put it on the tab <laughs> i think i would just like yeah ride along but go there not buy myself. anything yeah shelly would drive us and drop us off and we would just be like there all day long so yeah, swimming, uh, the water, definitely. And so I think that if, you, if you're having a hard time, I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know what brings me joy. Like look back to a time where, you know, you felt like you were joyful and see if there's any way that you can implement that today. I agree. I like that. And I think it's always something you can keep playing around with. Um, the last takeaway that I really enjoyed and it's something that I think is really helpful, especially when you are going through some challenging times is that when you get out of your comfort zone, getting out of your comfort zone and getting, being okay with that, being, she says, being uncomfortable doesn't mean I'm failing. It means I'm succeeding. And I really like that, especially when things aren't going the way you want them to, and you aren't feeling right it means that you're doing something right. And I do think sometimes you're in a couple like that, you're growing, right? You're learning something different and you're succeeding because you're learning how to be resilient too, right, Jess? Mm -hmm. It's a whole yeah. part of being uncomfortable. Yeah, I and I know I've talked about it before, but I had read a book last year where he said, um, he said, we think we need to be comfortable all the time. 
And it's just like, we don't, we can sit with discomfort and it's okay. And growth can come from that, you know? And I think like she, I I'm interested. I don't know if you thought about this at all. Did you think at all about what Robin Roberts Enneagram was after reading this? You have these Enneagrams down just right down pat, huh? No, I don't have a memorized. I don't have a memorized. I just like, um, you know, what do you think she was? If you listen to this, there's, you know, um, people. The enthusiast. You think she's the enthusiast. That's you. An enthusiast, right? Doesn't want to be. She, you're right. She could totally be an enthusiast or an achiever. They're very similar. So an enthusiast, right? Doesn't want to be bored. Doesn't want to experience feelings. They just only want to do things that are fun and interesting. So she did talk about, right? Like she has like several jobs and several businesses in a production company. So she might be, you know, uncomfortable with just sitting or being, but I think about the achiever too, right? Like having like worthiness comes with what you achieve. Yeah. One of the things that she said at the end of the book that I feel like is very much who you and I are is when she said, always grateful. Well, I don't know about that part. We'll have to work on it, but, um, but always grateful, never content, constantly moving the goalposts to stretch. And yeah. I think that that was really cool for us because I do feel, I do feel like, um, it, it, when it's like never content, right. It's like, I'm grateful for everything I have, but it's like, I want more. I want to live my best life. I, I don't want to just there. I know that there's no there, there, but the purpose of life is that pursuit, right. That it's all about the journey not the destination. Right. Um, and so I love that. I mean, if you think about like what we're doing with chasing brighter and like what we are as people, right. Constantly moving, you're going to take a pickleball soon. You're constantly moving, you're stretching your goalpost, um, and trying new things. But you said it there, it's a journey. And so if you think that you've stopped at this destination, good for you but like you and i are like well what's over the hill what's over the mountain what's around the corner like i just want to go one more just let me just peek over here and see and i think that also boils down to curiosity right curiosity um and uh you can be grateful and not content I think that, you know, will take a while for my brain to wrap around that. But, you know, you can be grateful for everything you have, but still, you know, want to keep on moving and pushing and seeing what's next. It doesn't mean you're ungrateful. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think so. This book was really uplifting. It was really, really uplifting. Um, And I think it was great. Uh, Again, I think it's a great read. If you're already on a journey where um, you're trying to be your best self and you are looking for more, I think that there are a lot of great tips and it's, it's incredibly inspirational. I agree. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.